Welcome to Ikidapod, a podcast designed, researched, and produced by kids. I'm Miss Thompson, and I will be guiding my fourth graders this year while they bring you episodes updating and informing you about the 2018 Iditarod. If you are a listener from past years, you will find that this year is going to sound a little bit different. Ikidapod was the brainchild of Mrs. Felicity Trepto, a former Riverside fourth grade teacher, um, and she is here today. With hey, us. Hello. <laughs> and uh, for the DC Everest School District, Felicity was a co teacher of mine for eight years, and we worked together on the Iditarod unit for about five of those years. Um, but a couple of years ago, um, when we started going or using iPads one to one in our district with our students, um, she came up with the idea to do a podcast with her students. Um, and she focused it around the Iditarod. So today I'm going to be inter- interviewing her um, to ask her a little bit about her podcast, Ikidapod, as well as what she does for our district today. So we should probably start with um, where you are today. So what are you up to and what do you do for the Everest District? Now? Okay, well, first of all, for any big fans out there who have been following Ikidapod for years, um, you might better know me as Crystal Coldfingers. That was my mushy name on Ikidapod. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so now I am out of the classroom. Um, a hard decision after 15 years to leave the classroom, but I still am in the same district working with the same great kids and staff. Um, I am the district's integration technology integration specialist. Sorry, kind of a long title. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what that means, I tell the kids, is I get to play with the iPad all day. Um, but really just kind of helping teachers to integrate more technology into their classrooms, whether that be um, teaching lessons to students or introducing new apps or coaching teachers or whatever whatever it may be. Just like teaching, I have no two days that are alike. So yeah. lots of variety. Big job <laughs> for the whole district. K-12. Yes, K-12, the only one, yes. <laughs> 11 buildings, but whatever. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. Um, and we've had the honor of having her in our classroom multiple times, and so um, our kids still get to see her, so that's awesome. Yay. Um, what do you miss about teaching fourth grade? Oh. Or teaching in general? Just the classroom. By far the relationships. The relationships with students, there's... Um, just something to be said, especially at the elementary level, I think, when you spend 180 days, mm-hmm. eight hours a day with the same group of students, um, really it becomes a family. And so I don't quite get that same experience now because I'm usually only in a classroom for, you know, maybe 45 minutes or maybe just once a week. Um, but by far the relationships, as well as the relationships with my coworkers here at the building I was in for 15 years. So, <laughs> Yeah, we miss her. That's for sure. Um Yeah, so what do you love about your new job then? Oh, great question. Um, While working K-12, I feel like I get to see the big picture. Um, Sometimes within the same day, I might be uh, working with kindergarten students and seniors in high school. So it's kind of fun to be able to uh, just see that, you know, the, the start and the end of just the academic career here at DC Everest. Um, I also really, really, really like that I get to share fun things. Like typically kids are very excited, enthusiastic (laughs) about technology. And so when I come in, they're usually really excited. And, you know, I I, um, also get to meet a ton of people, a lot of new staff members that I never even knew taught for our district. Um, And, you know, technology has always been something that I've enjoyed. And now I get to focus on that all day long. So it's awesome. We yeah. like to call you Disney Mom. Disney, Disney Mom. Yeah. Yep. I come in, have my fun, and then bye. <laughs> Good luck correcting those papers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, and you get to see other students that you've worked with. Yes. Yeah. Which my, is pretty cool. My family. Yeah. My kids. <laughs> Very cool. And I'm sure they're excited to see you as yeah. well. Um, so uh, let's move into the Iditarod um, talk with Ikidapod. So um, 
which is what this is kind of all about. But um, how did this all get started? Do you remember when you came up with the idea of the podcast? Yeah, so um, I used to be a part of this technology group here in the district called the Vanguard Team something group. I'm not sure. (laughs) Vanguard is what we usually Mm -hmm. just called it. And uh, we had someone from Apple come in and do a training on podcasting. Really, it was a training on GarageBand, but they kind of geared it towards podcasting. And I was immediately hooked. I just knew I had to find a way to to bring this into my classroom. And we um, were just about to get started on the Iditarod. So I just kind of said, oh, that would be a perfect opportunity. Um, And then the other piece is, you know, I've always taught the Iditarod. It's always been a part of Mm -hmm. uh, my teaching because I have a passion for dogs. I love dogs. (laughs) And I love adventure. And I mean, those two things just go perfect together to cover the Iditarod. So um, that's kind of where I guess the idea and start came from. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the whole having them, having the kids one-to-one with iPads was probably a huge helpful piece of all of it. Not that it couldn't have been done, but it made it a little bit easier. Um, which we thank the district for <laughs> greatly. Thank you. Um, what were your favorite parts about doing the podcasts in your classroom? So probably by far the my favorite part was seeing the growth in the students. Um, we did three weeks of recording, so about 15 to 18 episodes a season. Wow. And um, in that short amount of time, because three weeks is really kind of a short amount of time in the you know whole spectrum of a classroom, um, my kids grew so much in their confidence, like being able to just sit in front of that microphone and record themselves talking. Uh, They grew in their research skills. You know, they just got that whole just journalist kind of itch, like I want to find that one edge. I want to find that cool story that nobody has found yet. Mm -hmm. They grew in their teamwork, which was huge. You know, I I taught them deadlines are real. If you don't have an episode for me, you don't put one up. Mm -hmm. And so that really kind of like forced them to, okay, Put aside our drama. Let's just focus on the episode. Um, Also, just in their speaking skills, creativity. I mean, it it truly was amazing, and it it was just really cool to be a part of of that. That's awesome. Um, This is going a little bit off of our original plan, but I have a couple of students who are very nervous about the whole recording piece. Is there any advice on that part? Um, I think that's pretty normal. Um, so I would just reassure them that, you know, you can write your script, you can speak right from your script. Um, it's totally fine to re-record, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I do think it's important, at least in my, with my students, I required that everyone was recorded at least once, okay. you know, that they did a main section of it, just because I think that that is an important life skill to be able to, you know, mm-hmm. speak eloquently and um, oh, I do have one little side story. Can I share it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely, please. Okay, so for our, our podcast listeners out there, obviously you found us on iTunes. So you know just from your experience that pretty much the entire world has access to iTunes and can subscribe to podcasts. But my students one day, I remember I had this one group, and the deadline was drawing very, very near. I think we were at the final recess. Mm-hmm. And they were having some drama, some teamwork issues in the back of the room. And I can still remember this boy who just kind of slammed his hand down on the table and said, you guys, you don't get it. My mom listens to these episodes. We've got to focus. (laughs) And I remember just sitting at my desk going, you have no idea who's listening to these. You know, we subscribe to, well, Podbean is our... RSS feed. So we had the analyticals to see that there were people subscribing in Europe. There were people subscribing in Alaska. So I was just like, oh, the fact that just that his mom is listening is important enough to him, you know, really kind of helped him to, I 
guess, focus and get his work done. Yeah. That accountability cool. piece for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, uh, yeah. So the big question, whenever we start to do something fun in the classroom, um, especially as teachers ourselves, um, just as an accountability piece, we kind of ask ourselves, what is this really doing for the kids academically? Yeah. Um, so how does this tie into reading and writing and just the academic piece in, in general? That is a good question. <laughs> um, so I think that with this project, there are so many excellent curricular tie-ins. Um, for example, if we just start with reading, a, a lot of authors have written excellent books about dog sledding. The one that I always used um, every year, even before I was doing the podcast, was by Gary Paulson, Woodsong. If you've not read it, read it. <laughs> it's an amazing account of Gary's um, very first Iditarod. And um, I really like to use that that book because it helps the students to understand just how tough that race is you know not just physically but emotionally you know Gary does such a nice job of just really kind of putting through all of the struggles that he had as well as the celebration at the end um, so I like to use that book um, I also had my students reading several nonfiction texts to help them like write their pieces of the podcast so magazine articles um, a lot of sources online um, my students decided that they wanted to feature a moment in history on our podcast, and so that had them always researching those events from the past. So, you know, researching is always a skill that you want to be strengthening in your classroom. Mm -hmm. Along with reading, they were working on their writing skills because they had to write every script. Mm -hmm. So those improved greatly throughout those three weeks of um, recording. We did some musher trading cards, which I believe you're doing this year as yeah, well. Yeah, and have done those what since we've started it together yeah so. yeah so similar to the baseball card you know mm -hmm. um but this is for the mushers so the students were researching their mushers and then um kind of tying together all the information to put that on display and just this kind of neat little mushing trading card yeah, yeah and we line the halls with them so it's kind of cool um and they like to root for those so they can yeah pick up yeah them. yeah yeah it's like their team now. That's right. So they develop kind of like an ownership over that musher, and they're rooting for them throughout the entire race. Um, lastly, our students within reading uh, kind of compete in their own version of the I Did a Rod, which we call I Did a Read, yeah. and they're reading page per mile to the finish line. So they're trying to read just over a thousand miles in that same amount of time as yeah. the I Did a Rod is going on. Um, so I always love, and I'm excited to come back here and see if you guys do the same, but we line the hallway with this giant race course map, and we have all the mushers' pictures on there, and we take the time to move them each day as they're getting to the new checkpoints, and then we have our students' pictures for their I did a read, and we're moving them right along. So it's really kind of cool, and that hallway becomes a, a popular hangout, not just for our students, but students throughout the whole school. You know, they want to just see what the race's progress was overnight and just mm -hmm. to see who's going to win. Um, yeah. So it is it is really exciting and, and lots of nice, easy ways to tie it into our curriculum. Yeah, and we're about just to kind of give the audience an idea of where we're at in all of this is my students um, are about two weeks in um, to doing their musher cards. They're finishing those up, and so they're excited. Um, it's really cool to see the passion that comes behind it and um, lots of thank yous already for letting them kind of be part of it. So it's really Aww. cool. Aww, yeah. That's cool. Um, so they remember it from last year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, this next year will be a little bit different because we don't have third graders in this hall. So yeah. I don't know if they'll, we'll see what happens. But um, so uh, working across the hall from you um, last year and the years previously, um, this unit, with this unit and it, um, 
I'm in the midst of trying to doing it myself. It's a lot of work. Um, not that it's not fun, but um, it definitely can put you at your limits. And so what were your biggest struggles and your advice to me as well as our, my students as we kind of dive into the podcast this next couple of weeks? Well, I am not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> it is going to be crazy, and I, I sincerely mean that. It is a huge undertaking to put something like this on in the classroom, especially an episode a day. Like, that's just unheard of. You yeah. know, every other podcast is like one a week or maybe one a month even. Right. Um, so that's a lot. It is going to be crazy, um, but I wouldn't have done it if I did not see the growth. I mean, it is 110% worth every bit of crazy that it is. Um, So my advice, uh, first of all, hold kids accountable to deadlines. Like, I think that's a really important life lesson, that deadlines are real. Mm -hmm. And um, the kids, of course, are so motivated because they they know that this is a real product that they are producing and publishing and putting out for the world to hear. So um, they want to have their episode to um, publish. Yeah. um, I would I would hold them accountable to that. I also would, as a class, take the time to listen to every episode that you publish okay. because I think that was a huge piece of the growth. We took the time to provide feedback in a loving way. Yeah. You know, we did a lot of glows and then things that maybe they would want to work on for their next episode. Um, they were arranged in teams just for our listeners to know, so it was always the same group of kids kind of putting together the their episode so they could use that feedback to improve upon. And how many episodes did they typically record in a Season. We did, I think, between 15 and 18 But episodes. like per Oh, got team. it. Okay, so three to four. Okay. Three to four right. episodes per team. Um, and then I think it's also important to share your kids' work, tweeting it out, sharing it on Facebook. You know, if we featured a musher, because there was also a, a section of our podcast called Meet the Musher, I would find them on Twitter or find them on Facebook and just give them a link to the episode. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so I think that that's huge just to, to celebrate what your kids are doing and kind of share it out. Plus, it's kids, so... Yeah. They're cute. Who doesn't want to listen to that? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You'll yeah, at least get family to listen, right? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure you'll probably be here to help us along the way and just want to say thank you um, for, first of all, letting us kind of take over your brainchild. And, thank you um, for taking it over. <laughs> yeah. I think our listeners will be happy that it's continuing. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So thank you for that and thank you in advance for probably the work that you're also going to put in. As yeah. the tech integration specialist helping. For sure. Using tech, I'll come so. back and help. And I think we wanted to take a little bit of time just to give our listeners a little behind the scenes talk here. Yeah. Just so that you really have an understanding of this podcast. I know it's a little bit unusual and unique to some of the other podcasts on iTunes. Um, but I think it's important for you to know that this is 100% kid owned and produced. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are the ones that have done all of the music production for like, the bumpers for the podcast. They've done all the script writing, the topic selection, the audio editing, um, and they've added that that little creative spice to every episode that they do. Um, one of the really cool things, I always get sidetracked, but the really cool things is <laughs> that <right>. kids <laughs> start to really find their passion. Like I, ha- I can remember last year I had this cutie pie little girl. She had bright pink Beats headphones, oh. and she loved editing. Yeah. So that just kind of became her like role. She just wanted to edit all the episodes, and she was amazing at it. So that was that was kind of cool. So it is a 100% kid produced everything edited. Um, so please, with anything like a podcast, there's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the first few episodes will be a, a little rough, but that just gives room to improve. <laughs> so stick with us. Um, and then before we end today, 
I think we want to give a few shout-outs. Yeah, so we want to thank Iditarod.com for all their coverage of the Iditarod. Um, you, too, can follow the action by logging on and subscribing to Iditarod.com. Um, I'll do this one. <laughs> I want to thank our district, our school district, um, who continues to support uh, integration of technology uh, with being a one-to-one -one iPad district. It's also what gives me a job, so <laughs> thank you. Job security. <laughs> Um, and, of course, a huge, huge thank you to the mushers and their dogs for without them. This podcast would not have a purpose at all. So um, thank you, and good luck this year on I Did Around 2018 and mush on. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>